Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi folks, so I had another technical issue with today's workout. Basically the camera cut out one minute into the row and because I was on the machine at the time, I had no idea until I was done, looked at the camera and swore. <laughs> so what I'm gonna do is following this intro is gonna be my 36 minute row that I recorded last June. Now that one was done is basically pick your intensity, but what I want you to do is split this 36 minute row into 12 minute chunks. Do the first at 20 strokes a minute, then the next at 18 and the final at 20 strokes a minute again. And your pace is going to be round about 2k plus um, 18 for the 20s, 2k plus 20 for the 18s, and then back to the 2k plus 18 for the 20, which is round about, uh, workout will be round about 5 out of 10 effort from start to finish. Of course, you will get a little bit of cardiac drift as you go through it, all right? So I'm really sorry about having to do this as a temporary fix, but in order to try and get this plan out as quick as possible, this is what I'm doing so that tomorrow I can still go ahead and record week two, session five of the plan. And then when I'm done with the entire plan, I'll come back and I'll fix this, all right? Thank you so much for putting up with me. <laughs> Enjoy your row, bye-bye. Hi there, and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Today's workout is really gonna be a game of how you start, okay? So what we're gonna do is 36 minutes in total, but we're gonna break this down into three minute chunks. We're gonna start off at 18 strokes a minute, then we're gonna go up to 22, then 26 strokes a minute. And that starting pace for your 18 strokes a minute is gonna be all key here, okay? Now, if you're a beginner rower, then basically that 18 strokes a minute, I want you to just do it five out of 10 effort level, okay? So just perceived effort level, five out of 10, Breathing a little bit harder, heart rate up, but you can still hold the conversation, all is good, okay? Now, everyone else, start that 18 strokes a minute if you have a 2K training pace at 2K plus 20, okay? And then if you want an easier workout, when you go up to the 22 strokes a minute, just go four seconds faster. And when you go up to the 26 strokes a minute, go four seconds faster again. If you wanna make it a slightly tougher workout, go up in five second jumps. And if you wanna make it a much harder workout, go up in six second jumps, okay? You'll find that you're really pushing that 26 strokes a minute by the time you get there. Now, of course, as always with these kind of multi-paced workouts, you can always just try at the bottom uh, version right now and then come back and do it at the middle and the top one at a later date. That's what makes these so fantastic. It's not just the guy rowing along with you. <laughs> anyway, let's get into a four-minute warm-up, get ourselves all sorted and ready for today's workout. Now, we always start off by setting up our machine and we go to the drag factor first. On concept two, that's the lever on the side. Your rowing machine may differ, but set it at a point where you're comfortable. You really want a good amount of weight to the stroke, but not so much that you feel like you're rowing a cruise ship down a river, all right? Next up, if you can, set your monitor at eye height so you're not having to look up or down. And finally, if you can get your foot stretchers or foot straps set so that they cover the kind of bottom lace in your shoe, or at the very least, they let you get to the front and your shin's in a nice vertical position, then that's how you want it, okay? Right, so four minute warm up. I'm gonna do this at 18 strokes a minute. And then we're just gonna start off with basically the force that it would be like if you're doing a body weight squat, okay? So in three, two, one, let's go. So really all you're doing is connecting your legs to the machine and trying to work on the timing of your arms connecting with the weight of the machine at the same time. So you push with your legs as your hands Connect the handle to the machine. You don't want a delay. You don't want your backside to go scooting and then your body. And you also don't want your body to be pulling first and then forgetting about your legs. Once you've got that sequencing worked out and you're comfortable and your body's like, yep, we can roll today. Then take the intensity up a little bit. If you have a 2K training pace, then I want you to aim for around about 2K plus 20. Everyone else, just aim for that five out of 10 effort again. 
What do I mean by 2K trading pace? Ah, well, interesting question, one I answer quite often. Basically, you row a 2,000 meter time trial, your resulting time divide by four, and that gives you the average time to cover 500 meters for that 2K time trial. Doesn't matter if you went faster or slower than the average, it's the average that matters. And then when I say 2K plus 20, you just go 20 seconds slower than your average time for your best 2K time trial to date. And that's it. Right, two more strokes. One more, and we're gonna put one foot on the floor. Then we're gonna carry on rolling. So one foot on the floor, and then the one that's still strapped in, really just do give it a chance to think about a good solid push from the front use the fact you've got one leg on the ground to help with your body angles getting that forward lean at the front right let's swap legs and also because you've only got one leg in it should help with that compression at the front too because you're not being bound up by having two legs strapped into the machine. One leg good, two legs better. <laughs> or worse than that example. I'm trying to quote um, Animal Farm there, but it didn't quite work, did it? One more. Both feet in, legs straight, roll with your back and arms. Slight bend to the knees is okay, but I just don't want you to generate any power by pressing from the legs. This is all about practicing the timing of swinging with your back, followed by pulling in with your arms and then pushing out your arms and swinging back over your back. It's really important you learn how to do this. One more. And let's roll to the front with straight arms and just push out. Hold your forward lean. Hold your arms nice and straight and just press out with your legs. You don't have to worry too much about how much power you press out with. This is just about timing. Making sure you have the timing right of your legs and arms connecting. Last stroke. So we started off with the same idea. We're trying to work on the timing of your leg press and your arms connecting at the same time. It's how we started, it's how we finished. Anyway, keep moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and I'll quickly explain one more time what it is we're doing today. Okay then, so today's row is a 36 minute non-stop row, but it's gonna get broken down into three minute chunks. We're gonna do the first at 18 strokes a minute, then we're gonna go up to 22 and then 26, and then we're gonna repeat that over and over again until we are done. Now that 18 strokes a minute, well, if you're a beginner rower with no idea of 2K pacing yet, then just do it around about five out of 10 effort. And as you got to the 22 strokes a minute, just let your pace naturally increase. And again, for the 26, you should find that your pace naturally increases up again then. For other people who have a 2K training pace, well, I want everybody to start the 18 strokes a minute at 2K plus 20 pace. But if you want to sit on the bottom end of the pacing guide, then what I want you to do is just increase four seconds for the 22 and then four seconds again for the 26 strokes a minute. If you want to make it slightly tougher, then make that increase five seconds. And if you want to make it really tougher, then make that increase six seconds. Okay, and that should give you the entire range, gamut range, whatever you want to call it, for this workout. All right. Now, what I'd say now, though, is pick your pace. Okay, don't mix and match through this. Don't go, oh, I'm feeling this, this is a bit tough now um, and kind of back off if you pick the tough one or if you were on the bottom one don't kind of think you know what I want this a bit more spicier and then go faster stick to your plan that you've chosen today and then if you want to come back another day and do the alternate pace guide okay if you mix and match through here you've ended up with a gray area workout that is neither going to give you the fitness boosting benefits of the bottom end or the kind of tough, high-end, sloggy, kind of really high uh, heart rate benefits of the top one because you're in the middle and it's just mush, it's blamange, it's meh, okay? Right. 
let's get into this then. So I've just set my monitor to 36 minutes with uh, put into three minute splits. So rather than it being all discrete intervals with zero rest is done this way. So you'll see it just flows on screen. Okay, right. Don't think you really needed to know that, but hey, thought I'd give you that tip. But so we're starting off at 18 strokes a minute, 2K plus 20 pace or five out of 10 effort level in three, two, one, let's go. So 18s are that slightly awkward rate where it can be a little bit tougher to try and get the rhythm right. But if you just follow me for stroke rate, we'll get there together. Remember, at 18, it really is that good drive with the legs to get your power. And then a good long recovery to set yourself up for the next stroke. That's the genius of 18s, is that you have to put in the power to hit the pace that you want. And then that longer recovery time is what lets you set up your stroke from a technique point of view. And you know what? Since I said the T word, let's start this row off by going through the main things of technique and then I'll, hopefully everyone can just get left alone to row and I can just start talking about something else because, you know, once I've said technique once you don't really need me to talk to you about it for the full 36 minutes do you so where are we? I'm gonna have to keep right time wise aren't I so stages of the stroke the catch is here right before you drive the drive is here as you drive do you understand so get to the front of the machine that position right before you push off is known as the catch and then whoosh as you push with the legs and drive all that power into the machine that is your drive then you get the finish which is when the handle comes in to a finish then the release which is when you send the handle back away from your body and rock over your hips and then the recovery is when you slide back to the front of the machine into the catch all right two more strokes one more and let's jump up to 22 strokes a minute. Now, like I suggested to the beginner rower folks, you should naturally find that by jumping up to 22, your pace will increase by around about four seconds. So beginner rowers and the bottom intensity people should find that just by raising your stroke rate, you're now going four seconds faster. The middle intensity and the top intensity people, you will find that you're needing to give more of a push from your legs through the drive in order to add in that extra amount of power. It's only one second more for the medium people, two seconds more for the top people, but you'll find 
Still enough of a shove. And that's the key, is that it's about that push from the legs. That's where the power comes from. The majority of the power in your rowing stroke is generated here by the legs, effectively pushing the machine away from you while you hang off the handle. So the front of the machine at the drive, it's not about pulling from the front. You don't actually pull on the rowing stroke until the back here. So if you notice either looking in a mirror or just looking down that you're bending your elbows really early and pulling the handle, try and think about keeping your arms straight as you push the machine away with your legs. Okay, three strokes. And then let's go up to 26, come on. So again, you should find that the stroke rate increase has naturally made you go faster. At these low rates, it can really feel like it's one second per stroke rate increase. So 18 to 22, four seconds. 22 to 26, four seconds. As you start to actually think about adding in almost like a logarithmic scale of pace increase in order to be training faster, in reality, your pace kind of goes a little bit faster as your stroke rate goes up. But from a natural, just increasing the pace without putting in a whole whack more effort, you should find naturally run about one second per stroke increase. It's important that you do get used to learning how stroke rate is linked to pace. It's definitely easier to look at the differences when rowing on a 2k training pace that's attached to your 2k plan because they do increase like 18 strokes a minute is 2k plus 20 32 strokes a minute is 2k pace so 20 second jump but for a 5k row it's not quite it's not quite that simple you end up doing like 28 strokes a minute at 2k plus 5 pace. Alright, we're almost there. Two more. One more. Back down to 18s. There we go. So that was our first set. Now, even though I called that the bottom end of the intensity scale, you'll have realized as we went through 
those nine minutes that bottom end doesn't mean that you're doing bottom tier intensity the whole way because as you increase to the 22s and 26s the effort level certainly creeps up to about 7 out of 10 even if you're on the bottom intensity and 7 out of 10 effort is kind of where I peg a usual mid-tier row so those of you who picked the medium intensity are probably feeling like you got spat out the end of the 26 at probably an 8 or 9 intensity and those of you who went for the max intensity should have felt like you got kicked out of 26 at 9 or 10 out of 10 but the good news is that you've now got these 18s to recover and everybody should be back at their starting pace of 2k plus 20 or whatever it was that you pegged as 5 out of 10 effort level if you're a beginner the difference here being if you are a beginner and you're absolutely beaten up by that 9 minute rise then ease off a bit if you want to if you want to keep it easy okay those three minutes are almost done two more strokes one more and we're back up to 22 already so again just let that stroke rate increase let your pace drift up faster because the truth is not only are you taking four strokes a minute more than if you were to be rowing at 18s but there is an element that in order to get the stroke rate up you've had to put in just a little bit more force from your legs and your recovery time has come down in terms of this recovery so remember I said the 18s you have quite a long time to slide forwards at 22s you shaved a lot of that time off so anyway to get that power you push the machine away with your legs with straight arms and you keep a forward lean as you do that too so lean into the front of the machine push with the legs arms straight hold that forward lean until your legs are about halfway done and only then do you swing over your back and finally pull in your arms to a finish and that finish is really important pull that handle in when you initiate here nice powerful pull squeeze your shoulder blades together handle finishes run about sternum height elbows come through 
and that should let you engage your lats to finish the stroke instead of finishing high with your elbows out which tends to use your forearms and your shoulders okay almost there three strokes one more here we go 26s another boost of either four five or six seconds and if you're finding that 26 is actually quite a high stroke rate and you're not able to keep up then there's a good chance it's to do with the recovery of your handle so as you finish with the handle into your sternum instantly send it away at the same rhythm so that it gets over your knees before you bend your knees and that handle away should initiate your forward rock so that you're lean and hands away are the momentum that you need in order to recover quicker to keep a higher stroke rate remember it's not about tugging yourself forwards with the straps you want to keep a good posture up in your sit bones front and back and if you pull yourself forwards by wrenching your feet against the straps all that happens is your tailbone tucks underneath you your body your upper body rounds into a c-shape and your posture is ruined which won't help your stroke rate won't help your power and if you end up driving out the front with your tailbone tucked under you and your upper back in a real curled up c-shape you can end up with lower back pain and that is the genesis of most lower back pain on the rowing machine two one down to 18s as we hit 18 there we go that one felt quicker and easier than the first one or at least it did for me so I hope it did for you too it's always a chance that I'd cooled down between the warm-up and the main session too much by the time I reset the camera and program in a session but hopefully because you'll only have had about a minute and a half's break that would have been enough to keep you nice and warm and not cool down before starting this session It really is an interesting one, this one. All of the recent run of workouts I've done that have been kind of 
choose your own adventure. Remember those books? Where you sit down, pick your intensity. Hopefully you read the description first, so you knew already what intensity you'd be working at, but who knows. And then you do the session at that intensity and then you can come back another day and do it at one of the other intensities. So ideally, well not ideally, but essentially you could do this three times in a week. Start with the middle intensity, then drop to the bottom the next day, and then do the top the day after that. Maybe follow that with the bottom, and then go back to the mid. That's your whole week's training sorted with just this one roll along session. Four strokes to go. Two to go. One more. Let's go up to 22s. I'll try and hold them a bit better this time. I think last time I was too busy demonstrating poor technique that I slipped the stroke rate. Remember, you're meant to be going four seconds faster here than you were at the 18s. Of course, if you want to make this a really easy row, you could just do two or three second increases. But by that stage, you can start to overspin your stroke rate. It's like I say, naturally, you should be increasing around about four seconds with each of these rate increases. So if you choke your stroke to only two second increases, you might do weird things to your technique. And there is good reason why I tend to top load all of my rows with technique chat and that's because it's just so vital when it comes to controlling your rowing if you have a good technique then you shouldn't find that your pace is all over the place maybe one two seconds drift but if you've got the sequencing right then you shouldn't be all over the place all right coming into the next set 26s two strokes to go here we go then 26 oh hang on <laughs> I got my maths wrong in the last one no wonder I was feeling it tough I was trying to hit plus 8 oh, idiot 
Oh well, so much for don't mix up the paces. Can't even listen to myself. So, the reason that I was saying about how good a session this is is because if you're doing this in between training plans hopefully this will give the structure you need to keep on returning to training because the biggest benefit of a training plan to be honest is not just the actual training effect of the long low rate rows and the short fast stuff but it's the structure it's knowing that you don't have to decide what you're doing from one day to the next the plan is there so all you have to do is trust in the person that's given you that plan and do the sessions as described that's what you'll find nearly all plans follow the same format of intensity variation it's just the sessions themselves and the pacing description that changes one more back to our last 18s and removing that element of choice and putting your training fate in the hands of someone like me because it takes away the unknown it is so much easier to be motivated compared to if you just wandered in to the gym or your garage wherever and thought what am I going to do today it's really easy to then go ah you know what I'm going to take it easy maybe skip a day but plan accountability is really important it helps with other areas of life too I mean I tend to eat pretty much the same three things for lunch every day noodles with miso soup chicken breast and wakami seaweed stuff or scrambled eggs on a toasted muffin or tuna mayo on a toasted bagel and even then that element of choice can leave me going oh I remember the year I broke the 1k record every day for lunch 
to make sure I made weight. All I had was spinach and chicken breast. No dressing, no nothing. And it helped me make weight. I had the energy, but I also had the mental space. Because I didn't have to decide what to have for lunch every day. All right. Let's get up to 22s. Six minutes to go. And I'll try and hold my pace better this time. That's better. In fact, I remember when I was trying to slim down from almost 17 stone I know one of the ways I did it was for lunch every day I just had a can of soup so at the weekend I'd buy five cans of soup and then just work my way through them during the week at work. Weekends I'd have something different for lunch. Otherwise I think I would have gone mad. But it really did help. And again, had I left it to every day I'd have ended up making a sandwich or ordering out and completely blowing the calorie deficit that I was trying to manage so between soup for lunch cutting out cheese and stopping drinking Caffrey's and Guinness only took about a year to get down to 14 stone and then as I started to increased training actual numbers plateaued because I was putting muscle on because of all the resistance training I was then able to do so anyway 11 and a half now that's what counts all right two one, last 26 is here we go. Feel your pace naturally increase. You should hear the flywheel or water wheel, whatever you have on your machine has increased. In volume or pitch as you lay more power in. Now as we hit two minutes if you want to really sprint home hold the same stroke rate but really level the machine with your power then go for it now I'm going to stick to 2k plus 12 because I want to keep this as a nice bottom level intensity for this row 
but like I say, it's definitely not a bottom tier row at this stage. It's certainly mid-tier. And again, remember, I'm talking the whole way through, so you're just listening. So I have to figure if you stuck to plus four, plus four, you should be round about my level of mid-tier intensity. But if you picked the middle intensity to start, you're likely up in the top now and if you're max you should be really happy that there's only 20 seconds to go almost there 10 seconds two strokes one more hmm. Good job. Well done. That was a tough sausage even down at the bottom end of the pace guide, so I think there's no such thing as bottom tier on that one unless you started at maybe 2k plus 20 and then went plus 18, plus 14. Or even, yeah. Like I say, you don't want to overspin your stroke rate. So hopefully that's just a good one to come to. I'm kind of getting caught up in trying to make these okay for everyone rows. <clears throat> Never now and then, it's best just to do one that says, you know what, I'm not Switzerland. I'm not on everyone's side. Today's just going to be either a hard or a max workout. Right, let's get into a two-minute cool-down. Pretty much the reverse of the warm-up. Just 18 strokes a minute and at a gentle pace, okay? Three, two, one. Go. So maybe around about 2K plus 30 from a pacing point of view. Maybe three or four out of 10 if you're that way inclined. All that talk of plans makes me think, I'll maybe do these standalone rows for a couple more weeks and then I might hop into like a 10k plan maybe. Let me know if that's good for you. Then maybe off the back of that, do a half marathon plan. Let's see. I keep on teasing that half marathon plan, but... To be honest, it's a time thing. If I could just find some rich oligarch type to bankroll me entirely for these roll-alongs so I could give up work, I'd be at your beck and call. Maybe one day they'll find my hidden Patreon account and I'll end up with some slush money. <laughs> Never gonna happen. It's okay. I think I've always said if I was making these videos for a living, I wonder how they'd change. Would I turn into Shane or Austin? Or would I still be doofus me? Still, it'd be something I'd quite like to try out. <laughs> so anyway, in the meantime, do take a look around my channel where there are well over 200 different workouts for free to choose from. Some of them is a plan, some of them standalone, all of them without music and with my particular charming chat. <laughs> You'll notice the older ones 
in the CrossFit gym I used to f f uh, film them in. I think that's the word I was looking for. They're a slightly different format. I don't think I'm quite as talky. I think I was trying to be professional then. That wore thin the moment I started making these in my own studio. But yeah, you'll see them. There's loads of them. Go check them out. They're all for free. Like I said, there's only... There's one other that has music right now. I'm toying with the idea of sticking music on this one because somebody did ask about it. Just think, what happens? Just do an alternate again with and without music. Just to see. It's always worth giving people what they ask for. It doesn't take me that long. The toughest part, to be honest, is clearing the copyright, even for the fact it's library music. But you don't care about that, do you? Hopefully you stopped your cool down. Maybe have a wee stretch and whatever. Uh, make sure and hydrate, have something to drink. That's obviously what hydrate means, we all know that. Uh, have something uh, good to eat. Don't just go for pizza and chips, as inviting as that may be. What day is today? Thursday. What am I having tonight? Someone asked. Uh, oh, chilli. I think it's chilli tonight. Um, yeah, nice chilli con carne with jalapeno peppers on top, some grated mozzarella and some basmati rice. Might even have some tortilla chips with it. There you go. I've not talked about my dinner plans for a while, so I thought I'd kind of drop it in there and just give you a little bit. Although tomorrow, actually no, I'm away tomorrow night. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Right, yeah, so tomorrow's Friday for me, and it'll be one of those rare occasions where I am not home, so I will not be having spaghetti bolognese. Don't know what I'll be having tomorrow night. Maybe I'll take a, I'd make a little YouTube short and tell you what I'm having tomorrow night when it comes to it. Anyway, my watch is beeping at me. My move ring is closed. It's saying, for crying out loud, John, wrap up people have got places to go to so the hashtag for today uh i'm trying to think what i talked about um oh uh what was it when i was talking about a reason for the plan for for not making it up as you go along was there a word for that there wasn't really was there uh plans work no because then this makes it sound like i'm just wanting you to do a plan all the time Oligarch, should we go for that? If you can work out how to spell oligarch. That way, I've already put the call out to Tom Cruise, he's not helped. So let's try giving a call out to the Russian oligarchs to try and bankroll me. So yeah, hashtag oligarch. I don't even know how to spell that. So yeah, thanks so much for being here and putting up with me for yet another roll along. I will see you in the next one. Y'all stay safe, y'all stay safe. Have I suddenly come from Texas or something? You all stay safe, please. Be well, bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.